Welcome to the Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast. My name is Wanaka Oberhuber and I'm your host. My guest today is Bill Heinrich. Hi. Hi, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. My pleasure. And it's going to be a great podcast, I'm sure. And I'd like to start with the question that I like asking at the beginning is how did you come to see the world the way you do today? Well, that's, uh, <clears throat> I lived, you know, I, I, the only way I can explain that is kind of go back in my story. And I uh, was successful in business at a young age and have owned many different types of businesses but I was miserable and I finally 30 years ago walked away from my life because I was so miserable. I couldn't take it anymore. And I wanted to find the source of that misery. And in the course of it, what I found was all the elements to create a life of extreme happiness uh, and that's what's brought me to this point, to an understanding of life that most people don't have uh, as I work with people as a coach and show them how to live with extreme happiness. Uh, most people just aren't happy, are they? They really have a tendency to be suffering. Yeah, and that, that's also a very important topic. And there's even children's books about it. What do you do if you're happy? Have you encountered such books as well? You know, happiness is an inside game. It's all about the inner game. It's all about you know, the, the, the biggest mistake that people make is they're so into doing so into the physical, what I call the physical part of life. And life is really about who you're being. It's all about your beingness, not what you're doing, but the energy that you're doing everything with. That's what makes the difference. That's, that's a big one. So to, to look at how you're being and not what you're doing. Now, of course, this is also a topic about what you identify with, right? So how do you switch from the identification with the doing, that's who you are, to the being as being who you are? Well, you know, that it, it actually, once you, once you start getting a little bit of an understanding of it, It brings me to a phrase that we've all heard, and it's people will never remember what you said, but they're always going to remember how you made them feel. And that's the beingness. And so the reason I started this quest over 30 years ago, and now for the last 15, I've been teaching what I've learned to people all around the world, all different walks of life, CEOs. I was just on a call with a 23-year-old woman down in Atlanta who wants to uh, work with us is 
the reason I did this, the reason people contact me is because they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's all about how you feel. It's, it's been proven money cannot buy happiness. So that's the end of that conversation. Happiness really comes from having authentic self of understanding and how it is you can be of service to others around you. Maybe you'd like to give us a little more background of how you got there because you, you hinted that you had a long history of being unhappy. Um, what, what got you to the point where you were able to shift? The thing that got me to that point was when I learned beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was living life with a blindfold on and I was making decisions based on who I wasn't. I had no idea who I was. And when I learned that we have life lessons, there's 38 different life lesson paths that a person can be on. This is everybody on the face of the earth right now has life lessons. These different life lesson paths, because they're a life lesson, we're here to learn something. Because we're here to learn something, that means there's something we don't know. We're here to learn it. When you don't know it, it creates a real blind spot for you. And so what happens is, this is what causes people to get stuck living in what I call the physical, okay? Which is our physical world, we're here on earth. But truthfully, everybody's more interested in and really after the non-physical, the spiritual side of life, how to connect to that. And that is only an energetic value. So when you look at life and that we live in these two, the spiritual and physical dimension, there's only two emotions. There's only two emotions in life and that's it. One of them is love and the other one's fear. Fear can only be created in your physical life. You cannot create fear in your spiritual life. It's impossible. Impossible. In your spiritual life, you can only create love. And that your, your guide for the spiritual, non-physical aspect of life, of how you feel, is your heart. It's all about how you feel. In the physical, your guide are your five senses and your mind, your mind will only protect you. Your mind can only access your past history in the physical. And your mind works with ego and is limited just by your five senses. So it's an extremely limited experience that keeps you focused on survival in the physical. Yeah, this is a very important topic in A Course in Miracles as well, the differentiation between the, where happiness comes from and how the physical body isn't real when it comes to that, to who you are.
right? So the, the, we are living in an experience where we identify with a physical body in many ways. And yet when you change and shift to the identification of spirit, as you were saying, you still are living a life in appearance as a physical body, and yet you have a totally different experience. And that's, that's I think, what you're pointing to. Yeah, that's 100% correct. When, you, when you're living, when you identify with your, what I call your milk carton, okay? When you identify with that, you're, you're identifying with suffering because it's the best you can get in the physical is, is work, lack of clarity, and limitation and suffering. That's the best we can get out of our physical life. And the thing you want to identify with, with this, what I call the milk carton, is the day we die, the milk carton stays here. Our energy leaves. So there's the, the biggest distinction between the two. It's your energy. Who you see when you look in the mirror is not you. In fact, in your physical life, the day you die, everything's going to someone else. Everything's going to someone else the day you die. But everything you are stays with you forever. And that's the whole inner game and the non-physical side of life. So are you alluding to the, the ideas like in A Course in Miracles, it speaks of teach what you want to learn. Um, you are love. You are, you are perfect in truth, right? You, there's nothing. Everything is there for you. You are never in lack and whatever. All these ideas they're, they're, that are so different from what we are brought up with. Now the question is, do you want to elaborate on that so that we get a, a deeper feeling of it? And maybe you would like to share some examples that you've experienced where that has shifted. Of course, everybody on earth has different ages. And during, you know, since I've been on earth, I'm child of depression era parents so my parents lived through the depression they had different perspectives of life it was you know what happens is you know i i i break it down to two words surviving or thriving when you're stuck in the physical you're focused on survival and when you're focused on survival all you're focused on is having more, acquiring more, getting more, and you're working in limitation. And the, the limit, everything in the physical is in very limited, it's very, very limited, very competitive. There's winners, there's losers. It's the antithesis of how the non-physical or the spiritual runs. Because the truth of the matter is this, is when you're born and you're in survival, it's another mouth to feed. We need more money. We need more groceries. We need a bigger house with, you know, on and on and on. And it's, it's just built to the point now 
where people are literally focused on how to get to death safely. So all they want is to get to death safely. They aren't living. All of the living takes place from the non-physical. And when you look at it from the physical side, the survival can never bring fulfillment because it only brings lack, competition, judgment, blame, shame, and guilt. It's all about me. What can I get? How can I get more? How do I do this? Everybody's focused on that. And this is why people are so miserable. When you look at the non-physical side, everything on the non-physical, and let me just stop for a second and speak about the non-physical. Here's the most important thing to remember about the spiritual or the non-physical side. It is scientifically proven that everything in the universe is a vibration. And that means that how you feel is your vibration. And that is your connection to all that is in the universe. This is scientifically proven. This isn't maybe. When you can connect and raise your vibration, you connect to more wisdom, you connect to more love, you connect to more peace, you connect to the infinite aspects of the universe, the spiritual, the non-physical, whatever you want to call it. But the truth of the matter is everything in the universe is a vibration. And so that means we are all connected. That means there's an energy that resounds throughout the universe. We're on earth. We're on a ball flying through space going 60,000 miles an hour. And we're sitting here thinking we have the answers. It's Earth can't even be seen when you look at the universe. It's not even a speck. There's something much, much bigger going on. And that is the non-physical piece of energy or vibration that allows you to create the life of your dreams rather than getting stuck in survival. You know, I was brought up with Depression-era parents around lack. Turn the lights off. Shut the refrigerator door. Don't take a shower so long. You know, do this. Work hard. Save your money. You know, be ready for the rainy day. Like, I had a lot of trouble as a child because I'm a very old soul, and I understood universal wisdom, and everything people were doing in the physical made no sense to me. Made no sense. It's like, why are people doing this? I had to try. I thought I was crazy. I had to kind of fit in. But I knew you didn't have to work to make money, and that's not our purpose. Our purpose here is to be of service to others, a life of uh, freedom, joy, and love is our birthright. This is who we are unless you get stuck just in survival, and then you're in that very limited space of, excuse me, suffering. Man, this is a this is a very important topic to talk about because we all um, not all of us, but when we are in that state of survival or need, right? We do not see the unlimited as 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 an option. Now the question is, what got um, what gives you 
the option, right? When does that pop up? How can you then choose it, right? Because according to A Course in Miracles, we're actually choosing the unhappiness, the limitation and all that actively, right? So, but we can equally actively choose the joy, the happiness that the, in A Course in Miracles is represented by the voice for God, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I mean, God, the Holy Spirit, we can call it whatever. You, there's many different things to call it. Don't want to get hung up on that one. To me, I just look at the universe. That's good enough for me. The thing that you said is, and this is really important, is you start looking at elements that are attached to the two different dimensions, okay? In the physical, there are things that go with the physical that keep one stuck there. We can start with judgment, blame, shame, and guilt. We can start with expectations. Isn't, you know, I mean, it's everything is around what I want and I'm doing this. And, and then we end up, we start to control and manipulate. Uh, when, <clears throat> when you were, asking this question you said in the course of miracles you know we get to choose it and that is so true so the first thing i teach my clients is to never make another decision ever why because decision means final decision means stress decision means you're locked in our greatest asset is free will and choice. We are the only ones in the universe with free will and choice. When you make a choice, you can change it. When you make a choice, you're taking ownership of that. So when you can learn to be 100% responsible to everything in your life, everything in my life, I've attracted in. The good, the bad, the ugly, it's all mine. And I, when I'm in that position, then I'm in a position of power and a position of choice. In the physical world we live in, we're taught to make decisions and we also are guided in those decisions based on what I call social policing, what other people think, what other people say, how other people are going to respond and whether or not we fit in and all those other things. They want us to fit in, but the fact of the matter is everyone is uniquely different. We're very unique, different from each other. We are not the same. No two people are the same. So it's about learning power, choice, free will. We have free will and choice. You know, I was talking to a client who, very intelligent guy, runs a financial business, created this course he wanted to share with other financial people. And I, the first time I met with him, he said, no, I have no choice. I have to do this. I said, you, you, there's a million choices. What do you mean? I said, well, let me give you the first one. Let's throw the course away. There's a choice. I know you don't want to do it, but I want you to see how many choices there are. Because when you start looking at choices, you can become more open-minded. 
when you start acknowledging that everybody's different, you can be open to the suggestions. You can be open to learning new things. You don't have to be in agreement. It's okay. We're different. We don't have to be the same. And that's the one of the biggest things in survival that you learn is, no, you've got to you know, kind of toe the line, so to speak. When in fact, when you look at people who are tremendously happy, they're very self-authenticated. They're really living in free will and choice and choosing their own life. Yeah, that's a very beautiful thing to speak about choice and choosing. And, and then, of course, the miracles, just like you were sharing, there's fear or, or love. It says the fear is not real, it's made up. We made up fear. So, and that's what they also is also the ego. The ego is made up. Nonetheless, it appears real to us. So, yes, there's, a, there's love. Love is the only true choice. But we are still choosing what we made up. We love what we made up. And the question is love in, in the sense of being attached to it, not in the sense of universal love. And so how do we choose, you know, you, you choose, the choice is the key to it, right? So if you chose to have it, you can also choose to change it. And so how do you, how do you work with people about, around that? Well, when you start looking at love and fear, we could sit now and do a meditation, okay? I could take you into the non-physical, but we can't create fear there. We can only come from a place of love in the non-physical. In order for there to be fear, you have to be in your physical life. And the, the, the irony is the greatest fear we have is fear of loss, but nobody's getting out of this alive. None of us are getting out of this alive. We're, there's a beginning and end to all of us. Yet fear of loss is the thing that drives so many people into that fear, afraid they're going to lose their job, afraid that, so they're putting their power outside of themselves. The thing you have to understand with emotions and fear, okay, you cannot have an emotion. You can't have fear without a story. It's impossible. And you cannot create fear in the present moment. You can only go to the past or the future to create fear. You can't create it in the present moment. In the present moment, the only thing you can bring to the present moment is love. That's the only thing that can live in the present moment. Fear can't live here because fear is based upon stories from the past. And it's the story inside you that you can choose to change. You can choose to change it. I've just gone through a big change in my life. I live in an RV and I've decided to sell it. Okay, so there's fear that comes in around it because I've been living mobile for over four years in the RV. Um, but there's also an amazing excitement, right? And the amazing excitement is what I'm going to create. Now, 
I can go with the fear, but when I go with the fear, I'm going to take a quick trip down the toilet bowl on that one because it's like it's not going to go any place I want to go. I'm going to go to what I'm going to create, you know, because I know I can create anything I desire. But when I create it, I have to create it from a place of love. In the non-physical, spiritual is always in organic expansion. It's always the universe is in a constant state of expansion. When you're in fear, you're in contraction and protection. And with love, there just doesn't happen to be anything you need to protect. With love, the more you give, the more you get. So when you look at how contrary the two are to each other, it's kind of appalling. I mean, it becomes very easy to really identify and see both of them uh, because fear just becomes so insidious. And it's only going to bring manipulation, control. Uh, there's just nothing good that comes with fear, false evidence appearing real, nothing good. From a place of love, you know, I'm here to be of service for the benefit of all involved from a place of love, regardless of the outcome. The outcome never matters to me. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is who I'm being when I show up to it, whatever is going on. It's all about who I'm being. Yeah. That that's important who we are or who we are being or what we are representing. Very true. And I do catch myself not being the loving being that I truly am, right? But I also catch myself being that loving being. So both is there. And the question is the way you're you're sharing it, you've become a lot more consistent in being the loving being that you are than you were in the past, where you were much more caught up in the the idea that you were in lack or unha needed to be unhappy or fearful of whatever, right? I only come from this place of love. When I notice that I'm not, I just put myself in time out. You know, I don't beat myself up. I don't judge my judge myself. We're here on earth to learn lessons. And we, we, nobody's perfect. Um, but when you look at life, you know, there's, there's only one thing wrong that I found with the universe. There's only one thing wrong with it. And that's your perception of it. Because the universe is perfect. Look at what it's doing. Look at what it's creating. And in, since I've been doing this work with everybody I'm doing it with, it's so funny because everybody says the same thing. I don't care where I'm going. I don't care what happens. When I'm being this, I'm good. Doesn't matter what happens. Everything's perfect because of who I'm being. It changes everything in life. It's so much easier. So you know, this is why I look at everything I look at. Let me give you an example. Just had a, uh, in my group coaching this morning, a young man who works with his dad in an industry um, that has some intensive paperwork. 
And his position with his dad was to help move this paperwork through, right? But he wasn't doing it. And I've been coaching his dad. I told his dad, I said, we got to fire him. Like, his dad's like, well, you know, my son. And I said, well, listen, this is a really serious problem for him. And his son is in my, I coach his dad one-on-one, and his son is in my group coaching program. Because of his blind spot, because of his life lesson, his son couldn't even see what he was doing. So when I started talking to him about it, he went into his story, his fantasy that he was living. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the fact that you're out of integrity. That's it. What do you mean? I said, well, you know you haven't been doing that work. Is that correct? He said, yes. I said, great. You're out of integrity. And it's your job to clean it up. If you don't clean it up, you're part of the problem. And if you don't understand integrity in that manner, then you can't control your life and you'll never be happy. In fact, you're headed for a very miserable life because when you understand who you are, then you can come in and say, all right, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm not doing it. And the reason I'm not doing it is because I hate doing it. I'd say, great, let's get somebody in there that loves to do it. And let's put you in something that you love to do rather than just trying to make some money. And he's like, oh, you just took the monkey off my back. This is fantastic. But I said, you've got to be in integrity because you're making the bed you're going to sleep in tomorrow, today. You're making that bed today that you're going to sleep in tomorrow. And that's based on your level of integrity and your level of giving and your ability to love that's going to determine how much happiness you have tomorrow. Otherwise, you're just carrying a mess forward. And that's the way my life used to be. I was so miserable. All kinds of things like that always going on. Because I didn't have any good guideposts. But once I started understanding the vibrational aspect of it, it became a lot easier to go, okay, this doesn't feel good to me. I'm going to pause. I don't know what's going on. It doesn't feel right. Our heart really never will never lie to us. It'll always tell us the truth, whatever it may be. So that that's another issue, the, the issue of guidance, right? Because you were saying no, no more decisions, only choices. Now you said your heart will always tell you where where the the best choice is for you at this very moment. Now, how do you cultivate that? Well, your heart won't tell you the best choice. Your heart will tell you the truth. And there's a difference between truth and choice. So what your heart is going to tell you is how you feel about it. And choice is all about responsibility. You having the capacity to be responsible to the choices that you make. So in the case of this young man, he wasn't being responsible to choices he had committed to, right? He started telling me the stories. I'm like, I don't care about your story. 
I'm looking right here at the vibration, at the energy of the things that aren't getting done and the people that are upset. You created all of that because you're not being responsible. You need to get into integrity with this so that it's handled properly. So your heart is always going to tell you the truth. And if, as long as you can sit and be still and detach from the noise of the outside world and understand that from this place of peacefulness, you can always find the truth for you. And remember, it's truth for you, not necessarily everybody else in that moment based upon how you feel. It could be a variety of of different things. You know, another uh, gentleman in my group is in his family, they're dealing with cancer issues with a couple of different people. So there's a lot going on around that. And it's all about <laughs> how he can physically love and support the space. We don't need to heal anybody. Let's keep love and peacefulness so that everybody can make the choices that they need to make dealing with these illnesses and everything will move along and take its proper course. How it's going to change, what's going to happen, we don't know. But I do know showing up from a place of love is the thing that's best for everybody involved, regardless of uh, what situation you're in front of. Go ahead, Henry. Uh, did I did I push a button to say that I was I wanted to? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, I I did I didn't have anything to say. I'm I'm sorry. That, that must be what's called an accident. Okay. And we'll continue. <laughs> he had raised his hand. So, yeah. So, going deeper with this whole thing. So, it tells you the truth. The truth is you're saying an emo uh, a, a recognition that you're unhappy with something, you're happy with something, or, or something feels good, or something feels off, right? Something like that. So, going from that truth, you need. You also want to figure out what what to do, right? Because there is in the world of form, we do have. We need to choose. There's. An, it's not like you can go on and not choose. You do have to choose. Well, I I would say that differently. Okay. Life is only a search for clarity. So, even today, the rest of today, neither of us have clarity about what's really going to happen in our life. That will develop after we get off the show and we start moving forward into it. We're always in a search for clarity. So, what are your boundaries what are the guideposts that you search within for that clarity? When your guidepost 
is an expectation in the physical, then you're going to get into control and manipulation to reach an, an expected outcome, right? When I'm coming from a place of love and my choice is, you know, my choice is, oh, I, gee, I think I'll call somebody and go to dinner tonight. There's my choice. Okay, who would I like to call? So I call some people. I'm not certain they can go. I'm not certain maybe where I'm going to go. Maybe I am certain. Maybe because of where I'm going to go, somebody else wouldn't want to go there. They don't want that food. They don't have to. There could be many, many, many different things. So it isn't like, oh, darn, she can't go. I need to plan better. I did a lousy job. You know, none of that's true. Just, yeah, I'm going to. Oh, okay, then I'll make a different choice. We're always looking for clarity. So it's the outside extenuating factors that determine the questions we ask and the way we go through that search to get clarity. And if it's just that, I'm just going to go have a nice peaceful dinner. In fact, tonight, um, I'm not even sure what I'm doing for dinner. I might go over to my brother's. Haven't decided yet. When you understand that life is a search for clarity, then you need to know the position from which you're going to make your choice. Now, I'm always making it based on how I feel. We've all been in situations where we're looking at something and go, this doesn't feel right. Then you pause. But in the physical, when we're coming from our head and our ego and logic, and there's expectations of such, we're, we're driving for an outcome. We're going to manipulate and twist everything to try and get to that point that we're after. From your heart, when you're working with intentions, you're working with energy. It's about what you're attracting to you, what's available to you. So it's, it, it's more about being comfortable with who you are and what you're choosing and your process and not what's happening outside of you. That's the big difference between the two. One's inside, the other one's outside. Hmm. Yeah, the inside, so to speak, guided by the inside choices, then out of that must spring out the choices that we call the physical choices, right? Well, it's what story is driving your search for clarity. That's what comes from the inside. If it's fear-based, you know that it's coming from the past and a previous story. And having awareness of that is good because you can get yourself in a position where you're making choices from a place of love, knowing that only the best can come from that. And that's how you create miracles. I mean, miracles get created when you work with the universe and you work with love. Miracles do not get created when you're coming from fear. 
The, the other thing is that's so important is all of our power, all of our potential is in the non-physical. It's all in the inner game. It's in the non-physical. What you see in front of you is a manifestation of that energy. That's what's always in front of you is the manifestation of who you're being right now. Yeah, um, that, that's an, an interesting way of putting it. In A Course in Miracles, it's, it's not about that it's a manifestation of who we are at the moment. It's more a manifestation of who we think we are. It's, it's a reflection of who we think we are, not a manifestation. Because actually the world is not outside of us in the view of A Course in Miracles. So there is no world in the sense of, of there being a world that is independent of who, of you. There, there's only love. And love does not look like the world looks like, and therefore it's a projection of who you think you are, of something that isn't true. And to the question is, by listening to love or by listening to the voice of love, that you change your mind about it. It says you cannot change you cannot change the world, you can change your mind about it. As you were saying, it's your perspective on the world that is the problem, not the world itself and not the universe itself. Yeah, there's nothing in the world but you. The only thing you ever see is you. That's it. The world's a mirror, which is fantastic because Again, when you're coming from that perspective, you can always see who you're being. And in our lives, there's only one thing that's true. And this is where people get misled. The only thing that's true is how you feel. Nothing else is true. Nothing else you're seeing is true, except how you feel. Everything else are perceptions of concepts. How you feel tells you where you're at energetically and whether you're in a space of fear or love. And it's from that place, from that point, that you can make a choice and flip it. Or if you're in a fear, see what the story is that's fueling the fear what's the story in there that's creating it create a new story you know people live they live in their stories but the problem with it is they're letting these old stories run their life where i'm living in a story but every day i've got a fresh canvas like right now there's nothing rehearsed in this we're just having a conversation and the information's just flowing through me just let it come out, do it in the moment, let it be authentic, let it be real, let it come from a place of love. People can feel that difference. They can feel the difference. You know, people will never remember what you said, but they're always gonna remember how you made them feel. And that, that authenticity, you can only get that from love. You can't get that in the physical world with the fear-based 
uh, logic processing that survival requires. Yeah, um, there's a lot of things that come to mind. Like the question, did you have experiences that showed you before prior to actually being immersed in the love, right? Not like you say you are now. Did you have experiences that gave you a glimpse that that was possible for you? No. <laughs> People, I, this I found to be true. People only change for one reason, unwillingness. You know, people have experiences like you're referring to, but you, and I know this has happened for people, but it wouldn't, you know, like I had an experience one time, this was 10 years ago, where I literally met unconditional love and it was, I can't even describe it. It left me in tears for hours. It was so overwhelming, so incredible. So, so it's, it, it's more about what's not working. It's more about what's creating the pain, taking a look honestly. You know, this uh, <clears throat> young woman I just met with is, she's just having trouble with life. And she's living her life outside of herself. She's actually living her life in reaction to everyone around her. And one of the things that caused her to get a hold of me is her boyfriend broke up with her after five years. So she has all these different, you know, everything's kind of falling apart. But what I showed her was it's like, you have to take action. You need to have something that you're committed to in life. And that commitment needs to be something that feeds your soul. That commitment needs to be something that lets you know that you can connect to your uniqueness, to your beauty, to your power. It isn't just a job. It isn't just working. Having a commitment and taking actions, because without commitment, you can only have confusion. So when, you know, the life in, in and of itself is so, so, so confusing. But when you start studying the evidence, you know, in, whether it's a course of miracles, I happen to come across it from a different way, but energy is energy, love is love. And when you start following that path, everything they're saying in the course of miracles, I'm right in line 100% with it because we only really came here to learn to be loved. That's all we want. We just want to be loved. And that's what other people want too. They just want to be loved. And when you mix that ingredient into something, anything you do, you create a unique experience that people won't forget because they understand that authentic connection that's heartfelt that's feeling based that 
that's energetic. It's not intellectual. It's all energetic and it can't be imitated. It can't be borrowed. You can't rent it. You can't steal it. You can't buy it. It has to be the authentic piece of love. Isn't that right? Let's, let's look at another aspect. Um, have you written books? I have. I've got three right now. Um, the Seven Levels of Truth is uh, on Amazon. The Seven Levels of Truth, a direct path to your life purpose. What I found is who we are this beingness is we each come to earth with seven very distinct energies these energies flow through our chakras and they start at our root chakra with divine compassion then divine creation divine order divine healing divine authentic self-expression divine truth and divine power these energies flow through our chakras but when we're born and we come into survival and we're just focused on survival, we have life lessons. We learn how to protect and take care of ourselves in this life of survival that doesn't support our connecting with the authentic energy in the manner that it's really supposed to flow. And this is what gets us off base. This is what gets us with a blindfold on making decisions based on who we are. So, but these are energies. And when you understand the energies and you start applying the energies in your life, your life changes so fast, it's wild. So that's the seven levels of truth. Another book um, I have is called uh, Clarity Has No Story. I'm just, uh, that one's actually will be available on Amazon uh, July of this year, 23. Uh, I wrote another one, uh, or I'm a collaborator on another one, Soulful Leadership. Um, and I actually have two more that I'm writing right now. One is called The Simple Life System, How to Live a Very Simple Life Very Easily. Um, and the other one that I'm writing is uh, Intuition, Chat GPT for the Soul. And that one will be out shortly too. You know what? When we connect to the non-physical, when we acknowledge this energy that we are, the universe is ours to, to use, the wisdom of the universe. The more you can detach from the physical, meditate, be still, the more you're open to universal wisdom and information just flows through energy. It's really a magical experience. I'm sure that you've experienced that uh, through the course of miracles. Is that true? Well, I I certainly had a few experiences with the course of miracles, including the fact that I'm having I have hosted this podcast over three years. It's on next December will be four years. So, anyways. <laughs> And yes, it, it, it's, it's very amazing that when you, the more passionate you get about something or the more you open up to it, the more joy you let in, the more comes. 
so yes, I've, I've been blessed to be able to meet people from all over the world with beautiful messages of love with this podcast and in other ways. So yes, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, with, with the, the, the beauty of it is, other than the topic of your podcast, there's no control on where this conversation is going. There's no steering. These are people sharing the expansion of wisdom that they've experienced since they've been on earth. And it's, it's all collaborative. It all leads to a place of truth. It's all founded and funded from a place of love, of giving, of sharing, of expansion, of abundance. It's, it's just this infinite, infinite wealth and beauty and love that goes with it, regardless of the topic, regardless what's happening, regardless where you're going with it. It just, that's the path that one is in the non-physical. In the physical, it's like, yeah, how's your job? Are you making enough money? You're paying your bills, you know, is everything. It's just, <laughs> and when you tap into the expansion, then of course, I, I mean, I'm sure that you've attracted some pretty amazing guests uh, because of the energetic resonance of this program. It's very, uh, like I was really looking forward to being on this because it's the, the, the energetic resonance of it is so high. Uh, that like that's really exciting because when you get in that the energy attracts and then expands and builds and one never knows where it's really going to go yeah the, the only thing that one knows is that it's that yeah not even where it's going to go no but what it's going right what it's going for and that, that certainly is a message of love and that that expands as one continues but what that looks like i have no idea <laughs> i just don't know and i'm just allowing and like like you see my questions are very open so it's like yes we are walking each other home as of course the miracle says it's not i'm not steering anyone home they're not steering me we are walking each other home it's a joint, joint joining and remembering of who we are together. So, yeah, I, I never know, right? It's always exciting. It's always new and fresh every single time. That is an extremely, extremely important point for the audience to understand, okay? When you're working from a place of love, when you're working in the non-physical, when you're speaking a language, like the book, Clarity Has No Story that I wrote, okay? Clarity has no story, it's real simple. You have clarity, there's no story. You have an expectation, you got a big story. I mean, you know, listen, you know, here, and this is why, blah, 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 da, 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 right? But when you have clarity, it's like, no, this is what I'm doing and this is what I chose to thank you very much. There's no story with it. 
what's fascinating about the non-physical, about love, about abundance, about gratitude, you just said it. You cannot describe them in the physical. You cannot describe love in the physical. It is impossible. Every time it shows up, it looks different. It manifests in a different form. Abundance does also. So does gratitude. So when you're, the reason I wrote the book, Clarity Has No Story, is when you look at the language that you use, you can speak a language of expansion and love without being mushy, or you can speak to limitation, right? Like, yeah, I wanna make sure this happens and I get this and I'm doing this and I'm calling that person, I'm gonna make sure that happens, you know. It's all about that manipulation and control and, and what it looks like. But with love, if I ask you to go to one of the most special moments in your life, you're gonna to go to that moment of how you felt, and I guarantee you that love is going to be involved because that's the impact that it has, but we don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah, that, that's one of the, the things also with the podcast. I really don't know, and that's important to me. I, I don't even, many times I don't even know much about the guest beforehand because that's not important. Because I want to connect with the person. I don't want to. It's not about the not foreknowledge of what they're going to tell me. I, I, and if I need to know something, it will come to me. You know? And and yes, the what I think is so fascinating when I ask this question: How did you come to see the world the way you do today? Anyone can answer in any way they like. Right. If you answer with a short answer like you did, and you get more questions from me. <laughs> if you answer with a long answer, some people, you know, they speak for 45 minutes, just them, right? Speaking, 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 and it's beautiful. So either way, the, the, the beauty of it is there. And that's what's so important to me. And then there's others, they won't even speak about their story. I mean, you said clarity has no story. So there's others who say, okay, no story. I'm just going to speak about what is meaningful to me in this moment. And, it, and it's in that connection that we can call it universal wisdom, God, Buddha, call it whatever you want, will control the flow of whatever the message is. so many times unique pieces come out you find out fascinating things and it's all just because of the open-mindedness coming from a place of love you know the one of the biggest things biggest challenges that people have that they don't recognize is they don't feel safe in the world yet they don't understand what safety is and i see this all the time with clients that I work with. Oh no, we lock our door at night. I said, yeah, I know. Do you feel safe at work? Yeah, I don't know. Do you feel safe? There's just not feeling safe because they don't have themselves in the world. When you have yourself and you come from a place of love, you can find safety. 
you can find how to trust truth. You can work from a totally different perspective. But I run into that a lot. And it's that absence of safety that, that can keep people on guard in protection conversations. You know, the whole thing, it's all about protecting right or wrong. You know, uh, one of the kickbacks I get from people is if what I'm teaching is right, what they're thinking is wrong, which isn't true. They're just different perspectives. But when you look at the energy behind it, that'll determine. But it's, you know, that black and white world of judgment, blame, shame, guilt, measurement uh, that we're taught of fear and control. No, we're here, we're here for peace, joy, love, and freedom. That's what we've come to earth for, is to experience the abundance and all the beauty, right? One of the, the a quote that I've used a lot is, and from A Course in Miracles, do you want to be right or happy? And it's, it's about protection. It's, it's about people not knowing what's going on in life and just hoping they're doing it right, hoping they're being accepted. Uh, but when you have yourself, now you get to be you, you get to be, you know, like, like I can tell from your presence and your stillness, the depth at which you have yourself. Very evident. Your ability just to, be present and be connected is really pretty awesome. I don't see that with many people. Many people are, you know, oh, what's the next question? Am I going to do this? And you can see in their energy how they're more concerned about the interview. And they are really getting to some really good authentic information where two people are really connecting. So I can really uh, recognize and see that you've done work in that area. It's really beautiful. Yeah, it's it's come to a point where where it's a quite relaxing experience. <laughs> you know, people, you know, they say, "Oh, that must be so stressy," you know, all these inter these questions and figuring out what to say and so on. It's like, oh, the conversation guides itself; it's there. Um, and and we're both interested. You know, I, it's not like anyone comes here that doesn't want to be here. Right. So <laughs> if you're coming on the podcast, you want to be here. <laughs> so it's not, I'm not alone with the whole thing. <laughs> but some people forget it, you know. They feel like, oh my, what is he going to ask? What is he going to say, you know? But I, I'm like, a, like you said, open-minded is important. Open-mindedness is important to me. And no one needs to share anything they don't want to share that's something that's very important to me you know because some people like you should have you know you should go into that or, or look what this and that and i'm like 
yeah, that they they are they can say share whatever they want to say. You know, this person didn't share enough examples or, or whatever the the ideas might be. It's like, yeah, well, I, I I use what's there. I don't I don't use what's not there. Right? If the person wants to share about something, they will. I like that. It's a relaxing experience, to say the least. It's, you know, there's when you start learning about this, and one of the reasons I give short answers is because I know with short answers, I'm going to tip more people off on how to improve their life. Because I don't want to, they don't need to understand the whole thing. You just got to find one little piece you resonate with. Go play with it. Go try it. You know, I love skeptics. I'm all out. I've run out of them every time I get one, you know, and there's no turning back when you step down this path. There's no turning back once you step down this path because the peacefulness, the knowingness, the trust, the whole energetic experience of being connected authentically to yourself, which is your vibration and your heart, and that's everything that's connected to all that is, is it's like, give me more. I want more of this. I've had, you know, I've had enough of the stress. I've had enough of the overwhelm. I've had enough of the working hard. I've had enough of trying to impress people. I put all that other stuff. You know, it's so funny. I had very low self-esteem growing up and was always doing things to get people to, to like me. In fact, I'm really actually very funny, but I, I don't tell jokes anymore because I used to hide behind them. So I won't do it because I just want to be authentic and have good connections. And... <clears throat> Today, I'm just free to be me. Like, it, like, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I have no control over it. I do have complete control over the energy with which I approach every situation in life. And I do that always from the non-physical. And if I've come in from the physical and I'm mistaken, I clean it up immediately. You know, and it's interesting when, <laughs> when you do that, and you go to somebody and say, oh, I just, I screwed up. What do you mean? Oh, I did this. I'm sorry. Da, 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 da. It's amazing how it just dissipates. Where in the past it was, oh, when they find out they're going to be upset, I'm going to avoid them. I'm going to do, you know, all the things we did in avoidance. And when, when you have... Uh, what I call energetic responsibility. Energetic responsibility means I'm here by choice. I'm responsible for my choice and I'm going to show up accordingly and make sure that I fulfill what I've committed to. That's energetic. Most people are accustomed to accountability, but accountability only creates victims and you let somebody else have control over your life because you're trying to please them or some obligation that they're putting on you. Uh, and the difference is, is night and day, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> relaxing is, 
uh, I don't know. To me, when relax, it's kind of like bringing a ham sandwich to a banquet. When you say relaxing, it's because there's so there's so much in the fulfillment of that statement. Um, you know, and people always ask me. In fact, I give the clients I work with. I give a hundred percent money back guarantee. Well, it might work. One hundred percent back guarantee, success guarantee, that they'll have extreme happiness. And they're like, "Well, what's it going to be like?" It's like I can talk to you for the next four hours. You have, do not have the capacity to understand one iota of what it's going to be like working with me. You just you can't get there. It's not possible. You just have to experience it. Once you experience it, then you'll see. But until then, it's pretty impossible to explain it, right? Yeah, even and of course, in miracles, it speaks about the difference as well. You know, the the experience because it's all about the experience. And it's it, no matter the course in miracles is a huge book. You know, it's very long, very full of words and song, but it's basically saying it's an experience. And so, so it's very fun. And it also at the beginning, it has, a, it has a lot of humor. It has like three sentences that explain the whole book. If you understand them, you don't, you don't even have to read the rest of the book. <laughs> so it's very, it's very fun, you know, like, it's no problem. I'll tell you what the book's about. Three sentences. That's it. You know, and then and then you have, you know, pages and pages and pages of writing. And it's like, wow, okay, <laughs> interesting. You know? How cool is that, you know, to be able to sum a book in three sentences? I mean, that's amazing, you know, to think of how simple the message must be, is actually, not just must be, is to be able to sum it up succinctly and actually have the whole quality of it those two three sentences or what it is you know and I, I think that's something that you like to do too because we're speaking about your books and you were summing them very in a few words in a few sentences what the books were about uh, and i think that's that's a very important aspect of it if it's a clear message you can sum it up in very few words and then it's all about the experience the universe works so simply. Very, it's just very simple. You know, when I get somebody sends me an email that's three or four paragraphs, it's like, no, 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 I don't know what you're trying to sell me or convince me of, but there's no clarity in a four paragraph email. There's a big story, somebody trying to take me to their point of view which really doesn't matter. You know, it's just so it's people spend all their time protecting themselves. Just in fact, I had one fellow who I met with a week or so ago. It, he kind of attacked me. And so I, I flipped the whole situation on him and got him with some other people I was working with and worked with him for a little while. And he was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Then he got back to me and told me all the reasons he couldn't work with me, you know? Big, long ex explanation. And my, my response to it was, 
if I was a Texan, I'd tell you that you're all hat and no cattle. You know, you're just all about the story. There's no substance to it whatsoever, none whatsoever. And you know, like people have trouble with that to begin with. They have trouble with. Oh, it sounds like it's going to be boring, or you know, it's like no, it's actually so exciting it's amazing it's amazing because when you look at what you can create in that space what's possible the answers are anything that's it anything's possible hold the intention create the energy and it'll happen it will manifest it has to manifest because the energy Energy's energy, like attracts like. So as you're to live differently, more happy, getting away from all of the things that cause us so much grief and misery, it's they just show up and they keep expanding and things just seem to get better and better and better. And it's it's really really nice to be able to show up in a situation to be able to contribute without having a stake in the outcome only coming from a place of love that's what really makes a difference doesn't it yes of course that makes a huge difference the the thing is i i'm not always there right so I, i'm a more but like many other people, we're, we're not always there, right? But many of my guests are, according to what they share, always there, right? Like you and so on. So we're, it, it's a beauty to realize the difference it makes. Because when you're in A Course in Miracles, it, it basically says if, if you're fearful, then you're wrong about something. You're thinking wrongly. There's some wrong thought behind that. There's some falsehood behind it because there is no cause for fear and truth. So yes, I, I, I'm just as much as many other people buying into that fear a lot of the time, right? Nonetheless, I'm also willing to listen, right? To the voice that is saying, yes, this podcast is important. It's, it's okay to, to come from where you are now. It's okay not to be there yourself, right? That's fine. It's just, you're still equal with everyone, no matter where you're at in your in your experience, because that's what's so beautiful. And it was so funny, you know. I I hadn't even read the course, and I was told from within, "You're a teacher of a course in miracles." I was like, I haven't even read the whole thing, but that voice that voice that was saying that was not demanding that I read it or even get to know it. I did. I did because of my own idea that I had to know it, read it and get to know it and study it and so on, right? And I, and, but that was not asked of me. So the, the, the podcast comes from there and not from the, the idea that I have to know the whole book perfectly or be able to cite every passage from it. And, and so it's a very, fascinating journey to say it's 
teach from where you are at because that's the most authentic, the most powerful place to be at. And like you said, the present is the most gorgeous, the most beautiful place to be. And that, that's one of the things I love about these conversations because it's so in the present, like you were saying, you know, we're, we are here, we're having the conversation, we're talking, and we're just enjoying the, the experience as it is wherever we are at at this moment. You know, for somebody listening to this, if this is your first time listening to it, don't believe any of it. You know, take a little piece and go play with it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to believe anything we're saying. You have to have your own experience. And again, that's why I like to keep my answers short because people will resonate with one little thing, you know. But I can tell you some things that are true is there's a life available to you that's beyond your wildest imaginations when you understand living from a place of love, living in the non-physical rather than being stuck in the physical. It's a wild, crazy, magical world where anything can happen. It's so exciting. It's just, and we're all different. So we have, we're, we come from, you know, different uh, religion, race, geography, everything. There's just so many things that separate us. And we all have different life lessons. Everything's different. But find one little thing that you can go play with. Like, I like to challenge the universe in what I'm creating. So all, and it's when I'm creating something, in fact, I'm going through some big changes right now, and I'm just getting ready to start my creation process of what I'm going to create from all these changes. Uh, I don't even know yet, but what I'm going to create is the essence of how it will feel, not what it will look like. So, for instance, one of the things in these changes going on is I'm going to create uh, a very loving, like-minded community uh, that I'll become part of. That's right at the top of the list. You know, and I'm just excited to see what shows up once I get the, once I get the pieces together. But everyone is different. So if you're listening to this, just take one little piece and play with it. Something that catches your eye, catches your ear. You know, another thing that hasn't been said yet that's very important, very, very important, and that is this, is there's a saying, and the saying goes like this, fear knocked on the door, and love answered, but no one was there, because fear and love cannot cohabitate a space. It's impossible. Think about that. Love and fear cannot hang out together. It's not possible. It has to be one or the other. Yeah, that's a, that's something puzzling for, for in many ways because of the the realization that 
you know, many people have the fear, you know, something could be corrupted, right? They might share something really important to them or authentic or very dear to their heart that it could be corrupted. But because of the fact, like you were saying, which is a beautiful reinforcement of the fact that you're safe, right? In sharing is that it cannot be corrupted because love cannot be corrupted. It just can't be. So either, so if you're sharing what's really authentic and important to you at this moment, then there is no corruption possible. Yeah, that, I mean, that's one of the purities that, that, that go with coming from a place of love. You know, people think it's mushy and gushy, but the, the truth of the matter is love is what we're all looking for. Love is understood in the physical, intellectually, but it isn't understood emotionally. The emotions that typically go with love are emotions that follow an energetic connection that people don't know how to follow up on. This is why so many marriages fail. The, I mean, the results are over 50% fail. It's because people don't understand love. You know, when, when, when we understand love, then we understand equality. When we understand equality, we understand compassion. We understand empathy. We understand uniqueness. We understand how each person is in fact different and worthy of being heard. No matter what the circumstance, they're worth it. Rather than where I was stuck, you know, it was, I'm not much, but I'm all I think about. <laughs> you know, that was... That was the best I could do in my previous life. Now it's just not about me. It's all about how I can be of service. Yeah, and I think that what's really fascinating about being of service is that being of service has nothing to do with perfection or, or in the sense of having to show up as perfect in the eyes of everyone has a lot more to do with you know, like i was sharing you know be where you are at now yeah, that's where you can where your power lies not anywhere else yeah it's it, it it's about being authentic you know and doing podcast i've done a lot of podcast interviews and everybody's so concerned about them being perfect and here's the questions i'm going to ask you and i'm going, don't give me any scripted questions please let's just talk i don't want scripted questions well i want to i said believe me it'll be fine it'll work it'll even work better you know in fact i got on one i was actually kicked off a podcast because i didn't answer the way he liked he just didn't like the way I answered the questions. And I thought, wow, so sad, such a, such a strong control over what's being put out to the people. Because you never know when you're going to say something 
that will change a person's life forever. You never know. It can happen at any moment, which is why I love these podcasts because they're ageless and they're timeless and they're out there. And this is a subject people can be listening to 40, 50 years from now after we're both dead and gone. And they can be listening to this and go, wow, that's such great wisdom because this wisdom is not going to change. It, it will expand, but it isn't going to change. And you just don't know when you're going to say something that just makes all the difference in the world to someone. You never know. That's the beauty of coming from a place of service. Yeah, and then another thing is you you come to so many different places or people or situations. You never know what you are bringing to that situation, whether that will be the impact for I don't know who, right? And even if it's indirect, you don't even know if the person, the people there will have the impact. Maybe it's someone who hears about it from them or feels it from them in a different way that has the greater impact, visible impact. You, I mean, the invisible impact is always the greatest, but you, you really don't know. And that's why, you know, some people, you know, they're always changing places and things and that, and they're always somewhere else. And they, then they, and I can't follow through. I don't know what comes of it and this and that. I can't feel valuable about it, right? But the value is not about knowing what came of it. You might find out, you might not, right? The value is what you brought there, is who you are there, like you said. And I think that's very important, you know in any field of life, actually. Again, it's all about who you're being. Focus on who you're being, not what you're doing. And even, even what people say doesn't matter to me. I'm looking at the energy behind it. Always looking, what's the energy that's fueling this? Because you can't hide the energy. You can't do it. <laughs> when it's fear-based, it's fear-based. And when it's coming from love, it's it, it's very distinctive, very very distinctive. When it's happening that way, well, this has really been a fun conversation. I so enjoyed being part of it. I appreciate you having me on. Can I can I ask a question? Go ahead, Henry. Um, Bill, you, you mentioned something about community that you were going to be, um, creating a community. Um, I've been making recordings, um, without knowing exactly what, what I'm going to be doing with the recordings. I just make them because I enjoy making them and I've been talking a lot about community and, and the whole idea of that. Um, what, what were you, have, do you have a vision of, of that community? Can, can, do you want to talk about that? I don't know that I'm in a place to talk about it. Uh, what I'm referring to is I'm making some changes in my life and it will, this will be, community as in where I live, uh, that I'm making changes. So 
uh, community takes on so many different aspects. Uh, you want to be familiar, Henry, with the energy of what you're creating and how you're going to create it, and then what kind of community you want to create with that energy. But what I was referring to was more about where where I'm going to live, the energy of, of it was what I, not a community that I'm creating myself. Okay, thanks. So uh, as you already started, it's time to wrap up. And so I would like to, if you'd like to share where people can reach you if they'd like to, please do now and then give me it and give me the links for the show notes afterwards. Yeah, uh, my website is truelifepurposenow.com, truelifepurposenow.com. Um, and if one has an interest in finding out more about the work uh, that I do and how I teach people this, you can go to speak to Bill, speaktobill.com and get fill out an application and get on my calendar for a 20 minute clarity session. And then I will, I'll send you all the information for the show notes on everything else. Perfect. So I'd like to thank you for, for everything, for being here, for joining us to sharing. And I'd like to thank everyone for joining us, no matter what time it is, when it will be, whether, how soon or how much later after this is published. Thank you all of you for joining in this. We are walking each other home. And reach out to me if you want to be a guest, like Bill did. He reached out to me. And there's others who've reached out to me and have been guests. And I'm very thankful for that. And, I, and I'm so excited because I just love getting to know you all. So. <laughs> And I know that others are also very excited to get to know more and more people sharing the message of love because that's what joins us. That's what keeps us going, right? Keeps us happy, keeps us excited. And like Bill was saying, we have no idea how happy we actually can be. We've not, we haven't been allowing ourselves to be happy and allowing that to come in and to recognize and there's people who who are willing to feel more of that is already a huge step towards feeling more of it ourselves. So thank you so much for joining us. And please, like, like in many other podcasts, I'll mention this though, and that you please leave reviews, share about it, and let people know about it because this, this is only poss possible because because of how beautiful it is to be able to share with each other. And I'd love more people to know about it. So blessings to you all. And till next time. <laughs>